Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Engaged Podcast. I'm Jamie. I'm Simon. And today we are going to be talking about how we would improve Star Trek Discovery with the Checkmate guys, Wayne and Jude. Hello. Hello there. Hello, guys. How's it going? Good, you? Absolutely wonderful. All the better for be uh, uh, for talking Trek with you, boys. It's it's been far too long. Yeah, glad to be back. It has been too long. I'm trying to remember the last time we did an episode together. Oh, I, I'm not sure. It was a while back. Me yeah. neither. No, it, it's one of those weird things where, whenever it was, it doesn't seem like much time has passed, even though it could have been six yeah. months. If you ago. can't remember, you I know it's been too it's long. Enterprise 20th anniversary, which would have been end of last year, I think. Okay. Yeah, it was September. It was September last year. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah, over six months then. Yeah, been far too long. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, we're, we're. I've been looking forward to discussing this with you. <laughs> well, yeah. we we both know how much you guys love Discovery. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. it was weird. Like, I I know we'll cover everything, but like this week, like I was speaking to Wayne, like telling him how I was finally happy to be uh, being positive about brand new Trek because I've just watched. <laughs> strange new worlds and really enjoyed it same yeah and I, I had that conversation with Wayne like a couple of times like going oh you're gonna love it you're gonna love it I you know don't want to spoil it but you will because we're always on the same page me and Wayne and then I was like oh by the way what are we speaking to the boys about it was like oh how much we hate discovery I was like oh that's what we've been talking about for six months <laughs> but yeah that's fine <laughs> Well, maybe the next time we get you guys on, we'll get we'll talk about Strange New Worlds or something, maybe. <laughs> no, yeah, no, it's good. No, I'm jo- I'm joking around, but like <laughs> we are way more negative about modern Trek than I would like to be, and I know Wayne would be, but it's just the way it is. It's I don't feel like it's my fault or Wayne's fault. No, of course fault. not. And you guys have got to be honest with how you feel. It's, yeah. You know. Well, it's it's one of them things of we genuinely really would love to enjoy new trek however when we're so used to like the high caliber of what star trek can bring mm-hmm. and then you offer us up the shit show that is discovery <laughs> and picard and it well it, i lower decks is my least hated new trek so yeah it, it well it was mine yeah until this week yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to Strange New Worlds. I'm just hoping that they don't lull us into a full sense of security by making a couple of corkers and then... It, it, it's possible. They they definitely uh, hooked me with the first episode, which I won't say any spoilers about, mm-hmm. other than you know who the characters are and all that sort of stuff. But um, but yeah, I hope they don't do that. That That's a little fear of mine as well. But, Same, uh, but fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, and... Uh, it, I, with regards to uh, my um, improving discovery, it, I, I could just like make this a really short podcast for you guys and just be like, just don't do it. Just don't. That do it. that's the theme or the, or the title of tonight's episode, isn't it? How <laughs> how we would improve it. Yeah, how we would improve discovery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Use actual time travel. <laughs> yeah, because I think even though me and it's just say me and some probably uh, like it more than you guys, yeah, even we've got we've, we've mellowed, we've mellowed yeah. in three and four, 
But my God, and we said this before we got going, there are still an awful lot of issues with three and four. And I have more of my issues with, I think, one and I think it's more one than it is two. There yeah. are still issues with two, but two's the best of what there is. Um, what I'm taking from what you're saying is just that it's all over the place. Uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, it, it's mixed. Very mixed. Which I mean, is why I'm, like, I'm guessing, like, I've not done research in a while, but I'm guessing, like, no, you're so hate many it, which is why, which why I haven't messaged you and gone, you're going to love this because, nope, you still hate it. Yeah. Because <laughs> wasn't it last time you did say, if if anything changes and you think you'll like it, let us know. It, yeah. it hasn't. No, you'd still hate it. You'd still absolutely hate it. Okay. No. Yeah, it'll be so, a while. So that's before that's I, the level we're on. I mean, if I'm finding it difficult to watch Picard, like it's going to be really difficult for me to go and watch Discovery. But I kind of feel like, yeah, yeah, I deep think down, like your head it's my duty to do it one day, but like not any day not soon. Now. No, no. no um, when you're full on meds, I think maybe what might be a good idea because yeah. then then you might be able to watch it at the moment. No, <laughs> yeah, it's um, it, I, I think that. Obviously, it would have been it wouldn't have been the same show, but I think at the time when they were first setting out to do Discovery, I think considering the huge budget that they gave the show, mm. I think they would have been better off um, using some tried and tested folks from the older Trek days. I think they would have been better off I just agree with giving that. the budget to Ira Stephen Bear. And oh, totally. One hundred percent agree with that. Hundred and one percent. Yeah. And, and just like give it to the DS9 guys. Or at least just... to do do the literal version of what they did with the actors in the show. Just hand it over and just say, like, these guys. Yeah. Uh, Iris, think... Stephen Bear, Ronald D. Moore, all these people, they're just going to look after it for the first four yeah. or five episodes. And then they're going to gently think... pass it to this new generation. I think I think that's maybe part of the problem with this modern trek and in particular discovery. I, again, and I could be wrong in saying this, so if if I'm wrong, please do correct me. But as far as I'm aware, at least up until this point, I think Strange New Worlds has, but at least up until this point, there's not literally hardly anyone from the uh, I said the '90s trek or oh even older trek. Uh, that... Picard season two, Jamie. Picard is yeah. Picard season two has got an awful lot of production behind it. What, what people from from what Michael Kuda, Kuda, Doug Drexler. Okay, I, I, I knew that like the Akudas were sort of like on board in some way, but like I had wondered, was that just to like please people like us? Like if we just yeah, see yeah. Well, at least I, at least okay, well, at least with Discovery then. At least with Discovery then, I think that's part of a problem. Not having yeah. anyone really at all. I think mm. you know. But, I, that, don't get me wrong, it's great to get new writers in and in a new talent in, but if you don't have someone that at least didn't grow up watching Star Trek or, you know, working on Star Trek, then yeah, I, you, I, think, I, I think some of these issues that are provided with Discovery, I don't think they would be there or be there as much, at least. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, as well, with them crediting Mike and Denise Akuda uh, on like stuff on Discovery. I don't know uh, on uh, Picard season two. 
I don't know how much involved they were, but it wouldn't surprise mm. me if they just got them on board just so that they could go like, could you sort out the mail cars panels? It uh, could the, be. The, the production team is a lot more on board with old school Star Trek. They were... I tell you what, I did actually enjoy that in the first episode, like just seeing that stuff. Like that was the thing I got most excited for in season uh, Picard. I'm talking about season two, episode one. I thought I was on an acid trip with that because it's like they they wanted like elements of TNG, like wanted elements of uh, cars and everything else, and mm. then they were throwing in bloody phases <laughs> from the like movies. Like, oh it's yeah. Like they, they were using bloody phase pistols from. <laughs> I didn't like, know if it was going to be like country. a dream sequence or something. That <laughs> I thought was uh, honestly. For simulation. And, and then the big red light, uh, red <clears throat> alert sign was saying straight out of the undiscovered country, mm-hmm. and I was just like, "Fuck, I'm on an acid trip." <laughs> <laughs> honestly, is um, yeah, no, but we're not here to discuss Picard. No, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Um. It does go with my first point. My first point was pretty much start from scratch. Yeah. yeah. Which is kind of what we've been saying. Um, yeah. I'm going to also say not make the show an anthology series because I think that really screwed it up. No end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Having, think... having every season kind of like different places and different captains was it couldn't establish itself. It's like you, you set it up. Oh, now we've got to go from scratch again. And it's just... It's just too much jumping around. I think and, there is certain ways that you can get away with that, but but you have to you you have to appreciate the slow burn. You have to appreciate um, like taking your time to things. It's it's like I if there's a payoff. Yeah, if there's a well, there isn't going to be a payoff if you don't give two craps about people because it's it's like the entire premise of like the pilot of discovery they should have stretched that out really slowly over an entire season if you really want to kill uh uh michelle yo's uh captain um mm-hmm. no what's her name georgia uh, georgia yeah if you really want to kill georgia that's fine. Let's make it so that we care about her. Let's have an entire season with her. I, I but, did actually like her within one I episode. Really, but I know what you're saying. I I agree. But, you know, give the people a bit more of that. Yeah. And and also, at least let us... I've heard from Jude that they did do it with uh, Strange New Worlds. But introduce your characters correctly in a way... That means that we don't go three seasons in and still don't know half of the crew's name. It's something that we used to get in the 90s. They did do a good job with that on TNG. They introduced pretty much everyone in that first episode. Deep Space Nine, even if you've already met them, like O'Brien mm-hmm. or someone, like uh, Enterprise. They did it. They did it every time, yeah. but uh, yeah. they just lost that's, their way with that. I, I definitely agree with what you're saying there, Wayne, about the kind of the, the members of the bridge crew. I mean, I think I've known them better now, but it took like three or four flipping seasons. It shouldn't take that bloody long. And like, I did see two whole seasons. I still couldn't tell you the name <laughs> of some of the characters. Don't blame me. <laughs> but you know that it, it's just that that brings me kind of onto kind of one of my points is give the other crew members more moments to shine. It's definitely. Said, 
Yeah, it was yeah. always Michael saving the day. Oh God, yeah. And like all the time. And like, I, I, I won't add this too much because you guys wouldn't have got that point. But there's a definite episode in season three where mm-hmm. Michael goes down to the planet with somebody, and it makes no sense because she's had very. It's a new character in the season Dax symbiont. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and oh. she's had very little interaction with this character, and. Whereas Hugh, the Doctor, has. And it's like, he was the first choice. And it's like, oh, well, actually, you know, we'll send Michael down. Yeah, yeah because that... she's a trained Doctor, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, there's a moment where she she protects Dira, you know, like... But it was just like... just It was just stuff like that. And it's just like, oh, for God's sake, really? And it's just like, give the other characters moments to shine. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you're never going to get to know them. And they're just one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I had fewer characters for better, uh, for better character development, less is more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, that's the thing. You don't need to. Uh, uh, another lesson that shouldn't be taken on board is you don't need to be having the obligatory phaser fight every single episode. Oh, God, yeah, that's a, that's another one. <laughs> Michael Burnham shoved down your throat and, and phaser fights, like, mandatory, yeah. like, just so annoying. Like, <laughs> And I, I want to clear this up straight away as well, because, it, it, like, I don't know if it's still the same nowadays, but definitely, like, around season two-ish, if you didn't like Michael Burnham, instantly uh-huh. you was either sexist or racist. Or and both, said, yeah. And, yeah, and, or both. It's bullshit. That's utter bullshit. It's absolute bullshit because when they first announced uh, that they were bringing um, Sonequa and Martin Green onto the show, me and Jude were so fucking excited because we loved her in The Walking Dead. Yeah, she's fantastic in that, yeah. 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 Absolutely love her. I can't fault the actress. She's not doing. She's only doing what she's been asked to do. But yeah, if I the writers the and the acting in Discovery is good, I just think it's just the writing that lets it down a lot. Her let, lets yeah. it down a lot. Mhm. Exactly. And uh, and the thing is, it's like I like Sonequa Martin Green. I fucking hate Michael Burnham. Yeah, I'm the same. Yeah, I was very happy to meet her a couple of years ago, have my picture taken and stuff. But Michael Burnham, like, yeah. I hate her now. I don't mind saying that. It felt awkward at first, partly for the reasons that you just said, Wayne, about like, you know, backlash when you say something like that. But it's not for any of those reasons. I can give a million examples of how that's bullshit, you know, that uh, that true Star Trek fans would feel that way. When you just look at the programs, you know, and what we've loved about previous characters, like it's not that. It's just bad storytelling, bad writing. I can imagine you two going to a convention and going... I don't like this thing here and like bringing out huge long lists of here's reasons why it's not where you think it is. It's for this, these huge long lists here. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I think just that, I get proper reasons, you know, it's just on this very long list. Yeah. No, I'd be happy to, to talk to someone if I thought I could make a change. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, you know, another good example of kind of, as you say, good acting, bad writing is um, the character of Lieutenant Detmer. She's the pilot. Is that um, her name? Yeah, Emily Coons. Yeah. 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 Oh, the, the the okay. I know her just because of how happy you were to get her. You have to describe her hair color or something like that for me to even know which one's the pilot. The the, uh, the blonde one with half the hair missing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. 
And like in <laughs> season three, she goes through trauma, like PTSD. You know, yeah, and it affects her. And but the way it was resolved, it just was kind of it was just resolved too easily. I mean, yeah. someone thought they should it's have. It's more they forgot about it. Yeah, they just kind it's of like, forgot oh, about it. Smooth about it. We've got more important things to do. Oh, just she, she's fine now. And you're going really like that's it. Like oh, she's. I think it, she wasn't it. She was angry. And that, that was it. Like oh, yeah. she's let it all out now, and yeah, it was just we've got, like, we've got to move on with the plot now. Yeah, and yeah I, just, I mean, you know, I said to Emily Cruz, I thought she played. I didn't mention about the writing, but I did say to her at the convention, I said, "Oh yeah, I thought you betrayed it really well." And I just think the writing just let it down. Like with Michael Burnham, her character, you know, her actress is great, but it just the writing just lets it down. Mhm. Mhm. So yeah, no. just and then you're right know. though. You're right. You're right though with regards to Burnham because literally. By whenever there is an issue, no matter what, Michael Burnham is your answer. Well, yeah, by the end of season two, beginning of season three, she was just the saviour of, of the world, of yeah. the universe. That's kind of how I felt she was being you know, portrayed. Yeah, but... I don't mind if she does sometimes. Yeah, I get she's yeah. a main character. And there were, there were yeah, it's instances. okay to be a hero, but not like yeah. every there moment of the day. Where using her made perfect sense uh, there's an episode in season three i think it's like unification part three effectively and yes like, and that made sense okay that's fair enough but there's just other times the, the, the character actually had an interesting story in season one when you think about it you know the way yeah. she's like shunned by everyone and when people don't even realize she's michael burnham she says her name and they're like oh god shit you're michael burnham oh sorry <laughs> you know there was a funny interesting story there but by the se- end of season two it's like you are god you know please save us michael like how did that happen but mm. by doing that they consistently shoot themselves in the foot in allowing other characters times to shine mm-hmm. it's it's a question of whether it's an engineering problem, whether it's a medical problem, it, regardless of what the issue is, Michael Burnham is the best person for the job. Yeah. And it's it's just so uh, it, it it takes you out of the moment because it's like, oh, for fuck's sake. It's like the beginning of season three when um, the uh, the ship is. Like in like getting encased in ice, and they're yeah. trying to um, escape from that. And I, at that point in the show, I was thinking because like the whole crew were like banding, banding together, like figuring out what to do. I was like, shit, they're going to actually have <laughs> the crew save themselves, yeah, from a situation. And then they're like, oh, there's something coming. <laughs> I was like, it's fucking Michael Burns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, no, it's Michael Burnham. And lo and behold, it was Michael <laughs> Burnham. I tell you what, well, I'd love to see the look in your face as you were watching that. <laughs> yeah, it, it, was, it was just pretty much despair. It was, yeah. it was just disappointment because at that point I was like, finally, season three, it's not going to be just Michael Burnham saving the day. And then she yeah. flies in. And it's like, yeah, yeah of course. Okay. Of course. Hello, Michael. Yeah. You, it's like the, the crew literally might as well just stood there and done nothing. Yeah. And so, oh, Michael, come along. Just replace the crew the with a I bunch of broom handles. <laughs> you might as well. You might as well. <laughs> uh, We'd know their names, probably. Yeah, yeah probably. 
Oh dear. Um, I think. Can I? Can I? Can you indulge me in a bit of ship talk? Oh, you could. You can talk yeah, dirty okay. to me as much as you want, <laughs> Simon. Um, this is more about season one than anything. Uh, reset the starship scale so that it's accurate to the TRS time period. Because that was crazy. Because why were they like twice the size of uh, a TOS ship? Oh, mate, they're not twice the size of a TOS ship. Have you seen how big their fucking, uh, <laughs> uh, their, like, Jeffrey's tubes and their bloody, um, <laughs> oh, uh, turbo lift shafts are? The turbo lifts oh, don't, don't actually... Don't get me started that bloody turbo lift shafts. What the, the turbo... hell's going on with them in season three? three. It's, it's, it's not, it's, not uh, a cavern. it's a cavern. You know why, you don't you? It's to kick that. evil villains <laughs> off so they can fly to their deaths. <laughs> Literally, the turbo lifts are meant to be lifts that go between the decks. Literally, yeah. there is rooms it's around... It's, there is rooms around them on each thing. It, it is, as Jude just said, a practical thing. However, suddenly, it turns out <laughs> that we don't have starships. We have fucking TARDISes. Yeah. Because all of them are just bloody ginormous. As, <laughs> as far as I can tell, the ships in Discovery are at least the size of Essex. <laughs> Um, more classic 24th century inspired 33rd century starships because most of them look like blobs there are a few that I like but most of them what the hell are they mm-hmm. yeah I don't like the um, the, uh, the starship designs they're very very um, bland you, it, there's nothing distinctive they just kind of meld into it meld into one it's just most of them you sit there going what like half of them look like they've just nabbed them off like um Bastard Galactica like the like mm-hmm. the greenhouse one like that's just the same thing mm-hmm. what, what's that it's, no um I'll tell you last... what it is they probably just went on uh Fiverr and just <laughs> paid someone to like make surprise a, me make a couple of ships for them yeah yeah there's like that'll do that looks like it will go in space. And I think this one's going to cause an awful lot of upset. Less cluttered battle sequence with more captured ships and less drones, so we know what the hell's going on. Oh, oh you're talking, it's talking about the end of season two. Oh, okay. Like no. battle sequences with tiny little ships that you can't tell what the hell's going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that drove me mad. <laughs> drove me absolutely mad. We're not going to set this up at all. You're not going to know what ships on what side or anything. It's yeah. just an confusing mess of CGI where you go, huh? Yeah. Just, absolutely. Why? Why? Just. No, but absolutely. Not... Even that, that's bad writing, bad planning, isn't it? It's like you oh, can just it's... imagine someone in a room just saying, I'll oh, just put ships in there. Oh, it doesn't matter who's who, whatever. Like, have the heydays of Deep Space Nine where it's just like one side against the other side where you know what's going on. You know roughly how many mm-hmm. ships are left. You actually know what the what's happening. Whereas that one is uh, like... We reviewed a what? good one recently, didn't we, Wayne? Uh, mm-hmm. Enterprise one. Uh, Kira Shara or whatever it is. Kira, uh, oh, the Kishara. Kishara. Yeah, that was bloody good. And that's, that's literally... How you do it. Yeah, you you know that each side's like you've got like one's got like twenty odd chips, one's got about like seventeen or so, and it's 
it's not just crap Ooh. flying about the screen entirely. It's what a, a, like a space battle would be. It's, All distinctive ships where you know where they're from, you know what they're what side they're on, what they're fighting for, what they're fighting against, yeah. what roughly how um how well armed they are. Whereas with that with the battle sequences in Discovery, you know nada. You literally also, know nada. I would say back in the day as well with uh, all the 90s stuff, like you really felt like, I know it sounds silly, but it's them in the ships. Like when the actors are acting and then you cut to the actual battle outside, like it matches. You believe that that pilot is in that ship and that captain's in that ship and so on. But with the Discovery stuff, it's like, like you said, um, Simon, it's like, what the hell is going on? I just, oh, that just who, who? drove me mad. It always has done. And, I think everyone, every retrospective we've done, I have made a point of it because it does annoy me. Mm-hmm. We just, you do, it's like, what's the point? You might as well not film it. You might as well not do it. Like, but this also <sighs> ties into your point of keeping the ships consistent with what they should be for the time period because mm. um, suddenly at the end of season two, uh, Discovery sends out all of its shuttlecrafts and then suddenly the shuttlecrafts are as strong as a starship and yeah. like are all like capable of like they all have photon torpedoes it's really stupid like, it's like that's a shuttlecraft is a shuttlecraft it's not a bloody warship mm-hmm. it's like yeah it's, so- it's them trying to do kind of Star Wars or Battle oh, Battle and it, it's not Star Trek isn't that. Star Trek always does capital ships, but that's about it. There's occasional fighters because you get them in Deep Space Nine, fair dues. Mm-hmm. But that's not Star Trek's bread and butter. It never should be. No. And it's just like that much CGI going on. You just have no idea what the hell's yeah. going on with it. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I think the other thing for me as well, you kind of said about that, keeping it that period is, bloody spore drive i mean that should not have existed at the start at all yes this is something no. i think we actually spoke about in what room 101 yeah yeah i was just thinking about we, that yeah and i have got down scrap or limit the use of the spore drive yeah no it is it, number one of the very first things that they should have done with that is never ever had the spore drive yeah, write something better, do something yeah, I better mean, than that. If you're going to use something like that, having it in season three when they go to the future, okay, I could pro- you could probably just about get away with it. But not right at the beginning. It's just like, what? But it's lazy writing that then put them into a corner because it's like, okay, then you want us to believe that Discovery is in such a bad position, surrounded by all of these ships. They could, And they're like, oh, we can't contact Earth. Why haven't you just done one of your magical spore drive jumps to Earth? Yeah. And just would be the answer uh, to everything, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. The concept of it, I think, is really interesting. But it's just, it just, no. At least definitely not in the first couple of seasons. For me, but it could have gone better more... another program. Like, uh, I, well, I don't know what, but. God, sorry, uh, won't you? I was just saying, for me, the spore drive works on pretty much the same level as Q clicking his finger. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, Hitchhiker's um, infinite improbability drive, isn't it, effectively? Yeah, yeah, it is. 
Yeah. And it's just like that's no, that's not how Star Trek works. You, but you, you know, need a caterpillar. Mhm. We don't just have magical things. Where it's a bit like, oh, we'll just have this thing and we'll just magically go over there now. And it's like that's that's not creative, like really. You know, and you're taking away that element of oh, how they're going to get out of this situation. Unless of course the spore drives damage, which I think did happen on a few occasions. But a lot of times as well, they just get out with the spore drive. Yeah, and and the thing is as well, you want us to believe that the spore drive's navigation is controlled by a human that just oh, wishes yeah, they are where they are. They they plug a couple of wires into their engineer and he <laughs> just clicks his heels twice and thinks of home and that's where they are. Yep. That's really Crazy. smart. It, 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 for me, it was just absolute lazy writing that then wrote themselves into a hole. Yeah. With it's, it, into a corner rather with certain situations. And I, yeah, it's. I agree with you, Jamie. Just get get rid of the spore drive. Don't have it at all. Yeah. Just it just again it's. If you're going to have something like that, maybe have it, I said, in season three and four in the future, I could probably accept it, but it's the 20th, well, at that point. So really that's cool. the ironic thing is, they are introducing a new form of travel in season four, with that new, isn't it, Voyager J, where it's yeah. a new form of travel, so they are kind of doing that in that show. Mm. But that's set how many thousands of years in the future? That would That's, make more sense, yeah, if it yeah. was thousands of years in the future and some sort of alternate dimension, but they've not got time to get the technology, but to and put the, it here. And the silly thing is, they wrote in a way that they've recreated it, didn't they? They, what was it, re-engineered it? Yeah. Jamie, yeah. didn't they? They've oh, re-engineered reverse it. Engi- re- yeah. They've reverse-engineered the <laughs> four drive. Yeah. And oh, well they, done. You reverse-engineered this stuff that was invented like a, th- a thousand years ago. And because of their magic tech, it got integrated into Bookship, and he, I don't want to spoil it too much, but they used it for a while. Don't tell me, they've all got spore drives now. No, it got blown up, so at least that's not, but but there's no reason why they couldn't recreate it again. If they can create it once, surely they could do it again, but it's a bit like, oh, for God's sake, like... (laughs) Um, yeah, no, absolutely crazy. And <laughs> one thing I would say that I would change is I wouldn't make decisions because I'm pretty sure that they, they did. Don't just make decisions based on the fact that you want to piss off the older fans. Because it's like the way that they... um like just the aesthetics of Klingons mm. I'm sure that they done that in season one just to piss off older fans yeah. get people sort of talking about it and get yeah. it on the internet I think I heard someone they were going to explain it but they never did and it's like... no that they actually wimped out on it like I try to make excuses for it myself when I was enjoying season one and then on season two, they were just like, oh, forget about that. Like, that yeah. didn't happen. No, exactly. Uh, so, uh, suddenly, everyone's got hair again. Yeah. And it's 
it is again it's Star Trek desperately trying to seek the same uh, viral things as Star Wars has like Grogu and all that sort of thing but Star Trek can never do that sort of thing it's never had the same they don't have the same charisma so mm. people as showrunners when you think about it, what we were just saying about the spore drive if it was thousands of years from then like you might have been able to believe it mm. but like because we're so close to tos it's just not believable like, yeah that's why yeah, yeah. It doesn't make any sense because that's the thing that's that is what we're sold with discovery first of all that it is a prequel to tos it's mm. not saying that's in the future that's what they wanted it to be and I think that's when they decided to send it like a thousand odd years into the future because suddenly there was like, oh, we're going to be writing that's, ourselves into a lot of holes. That's here. what the audience was telling them from day one. And it was a bit yeah. like, oh, no, that's what we'll do. That's how we'll solve it. And it true, was, it kind of has. But lazy before we ever saw a single picture or knew a single actor on board. Just the fact that it's like yeah. they want it to be so futuristic. Oh, but it's got to be before Spock and Kirk. Like just by a few years. Or yeah, it's, it, that's just you know, in uh, yeah, in itself, it's just a massive contradiction. Yeah, doesn't make and sense. And then they they stumbled across um Anson Mount in two, and that's why we've ended up with Strange New Worlds to try and amend for Discovery. Yeah. What I will give Discovery. God, I hope there's no tie-ins between the two. Now. <laughs> I don't think there will be. No, I don't think there will be now. They signed the official secrets act, so they can never talk of it ever again. So I think you, I think you're safe. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they, there is a reference. They do reference it a couple of times in episode one of Strange New Worlds, but did they? Oh, I didn't even take that in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just block that out stuff out there. <laughs> Not by Michael's name, but say, oh yeah, I miss your sister as well. Yeah. So. Have you heard of a show called Star Trek Discovery? Well. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, mean, I think really they had to strange new worlds otherwise it would just be kind of bad storytelling but anyway yeah um what was you gonna say wayne i was just gonna say um also once again not just shitting on things that trek have done before is they ruined how they portrayed section 31 oh god yes they made section 31 a bloody joke section Mm -hmm. 31 is meant to be a secret organization (laughs) that operates in the dark it's not an organization that has a fleet bigger than the entire rest of the bloody (laughs) starfleet again makes no sense and it's not where you wear a different comm badge and someone walks down and goes, oh, he works in Section 31. Yeah. No one's meant to know about you. It makes you, no sense. You never you, found out what was behind that door. Was, Do you remember in like episode two, there was like, oh, there's something behind that secret door. I wonder what's behind there. We never have. I, no, you're right. Was that what, where the spore drive was, Si? If you remember, when Michael Burnham walks in, there's like guards standing outside of it. And it's and a it's bit just, like, oh, I wonder what's in there. We never have. We've never seen it ever again. <laughs> no, no, it, was re- it was referenced a couple of times, wasn't it? But yeah, you're right. I, bloody hell. This is another thing that's just left on the floor. Like, it's just uh, Again, I reckon if that was the previous showrunner, that they had some magical thing behind it. Mm-hmm. Maybe, actually, maybe that was Ripper. 
Oh no, Ripple wasn't there at that point, but maybe that was um, Thingy's menagerie or something. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. It's, who knows? And yeah, so they they should have either not touched on Section 31 whatsoever, or at least used them in a clever way, because Section yeah. 31, it, it, the, the, obviously we have Section 31 in Deep Space Nine, uh, which like, is done brilliantly, but then Section fantastic, 31 yeah. is also done fantastically in Enterprise with mm-hmm. Malcolm and stuff, and that it, it's meant to be this organization that is really secretly pulling some of the strings in the yeah. uh, in the background that's like it just like the shady shenanigans that we know go on in real life it's it's not meant to be how it is portrayed so if they had done a couple of sections 31 stories yeah that's fine as long as you do it clever and as long as you do it so that it's not smacking you in the face i and, think it was just more laziness of the new writers and new producers where they were just like, oh, what do the fans talk about on YouTube comments and forum boards and stuff like, oh, what's this Section 31 thing? That well, sounds interesting. And then they just turned it into something opposite well, of what it is. There's another thing they did in season one, which I know a lot of fans absolutely loved. Mirror Universe. Yeah. Yeah. You I had that, that down. Funnily enough, the Mirror Universe is one of the things that bothers me least about Discovery. Bothered me most. Really? Yeah, yeah it really bothered Cy. Si. Yeah, me, I'm kind <laughs> of in the middle. Yeah, I kind of. It was something I felt like I knew that they would do it. Oh, that's it. It's only just coming back to me now. I was trying to think what did they actually do with it, but it was, uh, it was uh, Malfoy, wasn't it, Captain Malfoy? Whatever yeah, it was. Isaac's. Lorca. Yeah. yeah. Lorca. We didn't find go out anywhere, that. Did it? Like, no, we found we... out that the bad one had come out across yeah, the. Yeah, I think, I think, I think, you know, the, we all knew the Mirror Universe we'd done at some point, but I just think it was just done too early. I think oh, it's... and, and then that's how you get the new Giorgio as well, isn't it? Where that yeah. is just who she is now. She's the bad one now. Mm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I forgot all about that. Yeah. And then also, uh, yeah, no, uh, it was it, Mirror Universe episodes. I always lend a little bit of credence to. I I I give them more leeway just because it's a Mirror Universe episode. It's not meant to be taken seriously. Yeah, they've always been a bit of fun in the previous ones, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah. The, well, you'll notice, uh, Wayne. Obviously, you got that in season three with Giorgio going back. Because of you know, mm-hmm. and they and me and Sam were always of the opinion that they didn't need to show. I mean, no, she's changed, and I get what they were going for, what they were trying to do. But you didn't need a whole episode on it. You didn't no. need a whole episode of her going back and seeing how she's changed. You just needed maybe a bit of time. Just she goes through the portal. Oh, I've changed things now. You didn't need to hold the episode on it. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, I think what the problem that arised from the Mirror Universe episode is we then have Giorgio back and we then have to accept that this serial murderer mass, like, like this person who has caused absolute genocide, 
yeah. of uh, peoples uh, is now trustworthy, is <laughs> worth keeping on your ship, uh, yeah. is everything. It, it's once again Michael Burnham making an awful decision, oh, uh, yeah. bringing her like, across, because that woman in no way, shape or form should have been allowed to exist. And also their decision in season three to be like, okay, then we are going to send her. Uh, uh, first of all, the fucking excuse. Sorry, I keep swearing on your podcast. Uh, uh, the, the excuse of like she's phasing in and out of existence because she's not in her correct universe is absolute rubbish because we've never <laughs> even... We've never even seen that in any, any form of Trek whatsoever. So that's absolutely contrived. But it's, um, I, with regards to, they, their solution to that is to send Giorgio into a point in time before the timeline split. Back to the future is what you're trying to say. <laughs> you want to send this genocidal maniac and you're trusting that she's changed and you want to send her into your past and trust oh, that she's that never very silly ever <laughs> going to get in touch with anybody this would not fly on any other star trek series before it would it no like if the crew was doing <laughs> that you'd be like shouting at the uh, screen like what are you doing and you know in discovery think, it's fine i think for me the other thing was season three as well and i, I know simon's you you've kind of you're 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 okay with it aren't you you're more um but the whole thing with the burn i still i still just uh the what the, <laughs> the burn what causes the, the burn the, the crying, the the child screaming. Oh god, I still find this hard to believe that this stuff is real when you're saying this. I feel like this is a a group joke. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's probably it's probably this is probably a little bit you know saying this. It's a probably it's not that, but basically he's been described as a child. Basically, what caused the burn? What caused the federation to be annihilated in the 31st century oh, was yeah. a child having a tantrum. Yeah. That's crazy. Effectively, was, there is there is more to it than that. It's probably a little bit of an unfair kind the of. Child's in tune with the dilithium on the special dilithium planet, so he gets really upset. Can I just bring up a point in its defence? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Star Trek Voyager. Yeah. Uh, the Q of Civil War. Mm-hmm. Apparently, that created what was it? Supernovas or some crap from Thank their fighting. You. Their cue. They, yeah, they're cute. They're gods. Come on, like, really? It was but, still a bit silly, that, to be fair. Yeah, I'll give you that, so, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's smart. I'm not saying it's clever. However, for the entire part of that, we are, like, led to believe the Q are a god species. Essentially, yeah. So they have... Uh, this is one of the only things within the Star Trek universe that you give the credence to believe that they snap their fingers and anything can happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they are gods. This but, was a child that lived on a dilithium planet that cried and destroyed yeah. everything. 
Uh, Pen Pals. Uh, what episode's that? Uh, Fiction. Go the Weird Fingers. Uh, what, what was it? Sorry. That super duper dilithium that was destroying the, that girl's planet. I can't TNG. remember the episode. What series are we on? Two, did you say? No, yeah. no, I was like, sorry, season rather. Two. I'm trying to think. Season oh. two. Oh, okay. Oh, season two. Uh, I, I'm going to have to rewatch this episode to give you a, a, a thorough answer. But if that happened in season two of TNG, I would also call shenanigans on on, on that. <laughs> I, I wouldn't let that uh, slip by. I, I would also say. Well, I think, and I think the bird just the build up of it as well. Just there wasn't enough there. I personally felt in season three, like whereas at least for me, for me and Tom with the Red Angel stuff in two, that it was done just right. The mystery of how much they revealed and the pacing of it was done just right. But the bird, it was just, and it, it just too slow in building up. And then as, as you kind of said, Wayne, when you kind of get to the, what it is, it's just, it just feels very anticlimactic. Mm. And do, do you know what else I did think about the burn though? What's that? All the way through building up to that end of season, uh, like, the burn I was just sitting there thinking because they kept on about what caused it what caused it and I was thinking please don't let it be Michael Burnham <laughs> <laughs> yeah she farted yeah I was I was just thinking it's going to end up being Michael Burnham <laughs> and it's like like she, it, somehow she caused the burn like yeah. with like had like whether she, she's got like her angel suit back or whatever but uh-huh. somehow she caused it and then no, they found out a more stupid way. Uh, <laughs> it's even worse than that. Yeah. Uh, I'm on the other side of the... These are the voyages again, I think, folks. You are, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I have a couple more points. Mm-hmm. Um, stop killing characters and bringing them back. And oh, let's God, rush yeah. season finales. Yeah. Yeah. Because what yeah, the hell are all of them? Yeah. And yeah, what's interesting with... What you're saying, kind of about rush season finales. Me and Simon, we've always fucked at least with season one, wasn't it? So like you needed more episodes, but yet weirdly, with the latest season of Discovering, even I'd say to extent Picard, it feels like there's too many episodes. Like the middle section, like it's 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 really weird. It's like they've gone from one end of the spectrum to the other. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's another thing that Discovery definitely has struggled with. I said rush season finales where they just, uh, oh dear. Um, I don't know. It, the thing is, is I appreciate a build up for a while to then get to that season finale and have it because obviously. Through Trek history, not every season finale has been built up to. We could have like yeah. a, a like we could have cliffhangers that are literally just because of the episodic nature of Trek. Um, they could like be just done in two ep- two part episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. But oh, sorry. Uh, no, I was just going to say, but the, the, the problem is, is the finales would just as you said, far too rushed. When in season two, I 
was fairly disinterested uh, to the point that when like we had like everything going on in season two and then suddenly it was what what's going on rogue <laughs> ai okay so what now okay so it's oh god i forgot about that too it's like it was building up like it was like section 31 section 31 and then it's like oh then oh no there's rogue ai that's going to take over the ship and everything and like suddenly it's like oh no it's uh discovery has downloaded all of the data from this mega planet thing <laughs> that we need to protect from this ai Oh. oh, what are you on about? <laughs> oh, yeah. And then obviously what you said so as well, but uh, yeah, killing off characters and bloody bringing them back. Oh God, the amount of times Discovery has done that. Oh, and, and also not in a good way because um, I always really uh, uh, one character i know his name hugh colber <laughs> i really liked him in the season doctor. one the doctor yeah. i really liked the doctor but he just comes back as a fungus or something yeah <laughs> no, yeah no i i i liked him i appreciated his relationship with uh stamets see yeah. i know two people's names i i really liked their interactions uh i felt i was gutted when they killed the doctor but bringing him back really really kind of took away um any sort of meaning from that feeling that i felt when he died it was cheap to bring him back and then also i don't think they've done him any justice since he's been back yeah I only saw some of that, but I completely agree. And I feel like they're doing the same with Picard now, but we're, we're talking about Discovery. And uh, who else did they do it with in Discovery, other than Giorgio and... Um, the characters you kind of thought were dead, like possibly, I think it was uh, Michael Burnham's mother. Right, um, yeah. They also even did it with kind of Saru. You thought he was going to die. Well, yeah. I'm glad he didn't, because I really like Saru. Yeah, I like um, Saru. That actual episode was actually actually I quite liked that one. Um, there might be one or two others as well. Oh, uh, book very recently. Yeah, book as well. Very recently, that was kind of like, mm. oh, he's dead. Oh, he's like, did bring back like ten minutes later, and I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah. But you know, it would, I know you've got to have tension and like with a character, you think, oh, they might be gone, but they just did it too many times. Then once you've played the same book twice. Sounds like it, yeah. And I think they've learned this, and I don't think they're going to pull the trick anymore, but they've just done it far too often the first four seasons. It's a bit like they're Is not going to pull that stunt again. Do any of you three know like how many more seasons it's signed on for? I'm, I'm guessing a few now that they've got the CBS. Apple, Paramount Apple. Um, I know it's definitely also going to be a season five, but beyond that... I think I they're aiming for seven, I think. They're going for yeah. seven for Discovery. Bloody I yeah. think, yeah. What a joy. Yeah, I just I don't know what to say about that. Because I thought, like, season three would be the magic number. Like, okay. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm going to confess, I, I haven't said this yet, but I 
I quite like season four of Discovery. Yes, it, it still got issues, particularly in the middle section, but I actually quite enjoyed it. And in some ways, it felt more like a Star Trek season of more like a Star Trek series than any other season of Discovery actually has. Like this, I won't go into it, but it takes time to explain. But like the solution to solving it is through diplomacy. They actually have to. Do you, you think, uh, Jamie? Do you think Star Trek fans? could skip season three and go straight to four would it mm. would it be too um confusing i reckon you could probably watch the finale of three and you'd be all right yeah, i think, I think you'd get good. enough of the gist to i think if you watch the finale of three you'll be so pissed off you won't want to watch season <laughs> yeah four. Fuck, <laughs> not doing it <laughs> yeah we'll see maybe no, but... these things a try but you know, I, I quite liked season four. I mean, after two, it's probably my second favourite season of Discovery. Mm. Um, but yeah, just yeah, Discovery is it's just another thing I would say as well. Too many captains. Every season you've got a new captain. You've got Lorca, and then you've got um, you know, you've got Pike, and then you've got Bibin Saru, and then you go back to Bibin, and then season four you've got someone else, and it's just like oh, yeah. Uh, Didn't they just, it, oh, okay, I'm going to spoil things for myself because I, I haven't watched I season four. For, uh, Burnham would be the captain in four. Yeah, I thought they made Burnham the yeah, captain yeah, at the end of season four. Yeah. yeah, I did have have a consistent captain for an extended period of time, not yeah. once, one per season, and yeah. make her captain from the start. Like, so it, was Burnham still the captain at the end of season four, or was she demoted by Starfleet? Nope, she she is okay she's good okay in that case i have a feeling they'll keep her captain all the way through uh well saru is also captain and he's on board the double captains <laughs> yeah weird holds that rank it's they're going for what they did on the original series who kind of more captains on the time but he's effectively his first officer but they've done it before where they can do a switch job mm. and You've best behaved, Burnham, and now we're giving it to Shrew, so they could pull that True. trick again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't even know what to say anymore. <laughs> I, but, yeah, I, it, it, it will be Burnham for, for now, but... Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I do I do like... like It's weird, though, because actually I do like some of the new characters they brought in for Discovery. Not like any of the crew, like uh, characters like Book or something, you know. I like yeah. some of the imagery I saw for season four, where I just see like tiny trailers or pictures. Yeah. And I love, I love Brooks' cat as well, Grudge. Stupid cat. <laughs> 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 I was gonna say that. Simon, was you not a fan of Spot either? <laughs> oh, they make such a big fuss of bloody Grudge. It's so, oh, for God's sake, like, oh, it's it? it's on levels of. Is it a real cat? saving the bloody? Yeah. Like they had a bit in it. In the finale of four, where there are two people struck by in the force field, and it was Grudge. What was it? Grudge's cat hatch cat yeah. say, that let them escape. Yeah. Really? Like, oh, that's hatch. a plot point. I said yeah. hash. I thought you meant like, cat. bit is. <laughs> like, <laughs> hatch. Like, oh, this episode's a lot better now. Isn't it exciting, like... <laughs> Well, I, I loved I loved in season three. I think I think actually it's that moment where the where book kicks the guy out of the turbo lift and he goes, "She's a queen" or something. She's a queen. Just makes me ah oh, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> okay. One thing I would say I know this is completely random, but 
good God. First two seasons. Oh, get rid of Michael's bloody hair. The crop top hair does not suit her at all. I couldn't. St- season three hairstyle of hers I liked, but good God, the first two seasons, her crop top hair, no. See, that didn't bother me. I know. It's just that's just me. It's a silly. That's just personal choice. Yeah. I must say, I know what that's like from previous treks where like people's hair, like um, Kira's hair, would get on my nerves sometimes. Yeah. I don't I've got nothing season. wrong with the hairstyle at all. I'm sure it's a lot of people, but it just didn't suit Michael. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Anyway, that's a really minor silly thing. Can I just uh, drop in pin update, Jamie? Oh yes. Um, I am wearing a Fansit Star Trek Discovery logo pin. For all those interested, that are probably no one, but it's a thing. Mm-hmm. It's I'm I'm wearing a pin per episode. Ah. That, that's just, why that was the whole for, thing. Just for your own pleasure. Yeah. Well, I own all these pins. I've had to bloody wear them, so I thought, why well, not yeah. this year wear one for every episode, just theme as best I can. Yeah. Why, why not? not? Like yeah. might as well. Yeah. Why not? So that's that's sense. that's the update for today. So that I can I I am trying to wear one for every episode, and it's just trying to name drop what it is in the episode, so that listeners know that I am doing it. I so am actually doing it. Track. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, then there's an uh, there's an actual log of what you've worn, so you can go down the list and make yeah. sure that you don't double up. Well, it's yeah, because it's a bit like they I, I think they need to know. And I think it's yeah, it's if I don't mention it, it it does sound like I'm not wearing one, and I yeah. will be. I I have been. I will. I've already got like two set out for the next few episodes. So Mate, your now I know why it's not a video. It's yeah, a not lie. that anyone cares, but <laughs> I like doing it. That's why he's not on. Video. And it's it's your logic of why it's my damn podcast. I do what I what I don't, I'll roll <laughs> yeah, down, please. Know, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if no one else cares. So as long as you you know. It's you alone. You you enjoy wearing the pins. That's all that matters. I am I looking care. forward. I'm looking forward to our lower decks episode, Jamie. Have you oh, start yeah. going through those? I got a recent one. I got a recent pin that I'm going to wear for it. If you saw right. our recent um, social media posts, you should know what I'm going to wear. Yeah, I can't actually say, but um, the Tom Paris plate pin. Yes, I, I did see that. Which is what what cool. is that? It's very nice. Uh, you still haven't watched the last season of um, I Lower haven't, Decks, no. have you? I, I do sort of look forward to doing it. It's just, honestly, with that one, it's not that I hated it, like <laughs> some of the I, other ones. It's just I won't explain so much time in a day and not I got around to it. Yeah, I won't explain it to you because otherwise right. it just kind of spoils little elements of that episode. All right, well, I'll look forward to that one. I'll, I'll get that one in soon. Lower Decks is great. Is yeah. it worth showing him it? You can you can flash whatever you like, mate. Oh, I can't see you. I've only got Wayne on my screen. No, I'm gonna share. I'm gonna share a link. Oh, I see. Okay. Simon and his dodgy links. (laughs) Well, you know. We know what happens. Like everyone's like spam filters. It's like warning, warning whenever Simon sends a link. Simon is typing. Oh, okay, chat. Oh, there you go. It even shows your preview. That's cool. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, right. It's pretty cool, isn't it? So, obviously, Tom Paris is going to join the cast. 
Yeah, he has he has a episode. Oh, I like that. Yeah, definitely. Very good. So yeah, that, that, that's just the pin update for this episode because but well, I'm obliged to do it now every episode. I'm glad you remembered side because I completely forgot. So. <laughs> well, yep. Jamie's in perpetual memory of forgetting everything he's oh, ever. Of course, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, and can we get on to the big thing that alludes to everything going on in the world at the moment with um, Paramount Plus and whatnot? Short tracks released worldwide at the same time. Which that alludes- makes no sense. No sense. Well, we've we've still got it with currently with uh, Strange New Worlds for a while, and also we had it with Discovery and everything else. In today's day and age, episodes of things should be dropping at very latest within 24 hours yeah. worldwide, mm. because you cannot avoid spoilers. Mm-hmm. And you, uh, the thing is, the people who are in those countries that are desperate to consume your product, you want them to be subscribing to your service or going to wherever they're available, so that then they're like, uh, like, it's worth whoever is hosting that it being on, because otherwise people are just going to be downloading that illegally. Yeah, and definitely. And you're then just losing out on that money that you would have made. Yeah, and that's the thing. And what's annoying is we already know. It's a, we already know these big companies. They have the ability to showcase shows. I mean, whether it's 25 hours or even all at the same time. It's just mm-hmm. like, well, so there's no excuse for them not to delay it for so long. They have done. And the thing is, as well, with the short tracks, I personally felt that they were uh, they were an opportunity that they could have used them as a sort of teaser to encourage more people to come across to the series so Mm -hmm. with something like that why even though you could monetize it by having the adverts turned on why were they not just uploaded to youtube well the thing is to this day me and jamie have still not seen the star trek picard one no. Oh, I haven't. No. What a short. Short tracks, yeah. Oh, I Ch- Children of Mars. Right. I, di- I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh, yes, I did. Yes, I did. I have seen that. I had to download it. Yeah. I downloaded it illegally. It's it's, it's basically showing like the an- you know in season one it was all about yeah. the androids blowing up uh, the Mars yeah. shipyards. It's just all about that. Yeah, I know. It's from Charles' perspective. Right. I don't think there's any dialogue in it, but never seen it. I can't spoil Same. it for you because you know roughly what happened on Mars. It's crazy. Within the story. Silly but, system. Yeah, but why? if you just whack them straight on YouTube, people, people who wouldn't necessarily either look at it on Netflix or subscribe to Paramount Plus or whatever would have the opportunity for it to appear in their feed, see it, and think, oh, I'll check that out, even if it's just the first month's trial. And it goes on what you were saying earlier about that, what were you calling it? God awful uh, app, whatever it was. Pluto, Pluto TV. TV. Do you remember? Oh, Pluto TV. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when, exactly. 
it's all right for anyone in North America because I got corrected on that. I got <laughs> by a friend of mine where I said it's everyone in America, and I got corrected. It's like no, it's everyone in North America. It's Canada and America. So I, now these days I just go North America because it's not safer. But it's like North America, you're good to go. Rest of the world, eh. yeah. Like the whole thing with short tricks. Did you see the update recently? No. Oh, that was wonderful. Where you just go. They really do not give a damn about anybody. What's that? Let's so what? find it. Um, we're excited to share strange new worlds with our global community of fans. The series is now streaming in Paramount Plus in the United States, Latin America, Australia, and the Nordics in the UK and South New- uh, South Korea in June 2022, and in Germany, France, and Italy by the end of the year. The series is also available now in Canada on Bell's uh, Media CTV Sci-Fi Channel. And Cove, um, uh, and Greece on uh, some other channel. But I love that. Germany, France, Italy. By the end of the year, we we don't even know. Yeah. What? So we're not getting it until June. They're not getting it until the end of the year, and they're not going to tell us anything. By which point it'll be sport to death. Yeah. Um, and downloaded. Great. It so downloaded. Yeah. And the thing is, in today's day and age, the communities uh, around these fandoms are so much more interconnected around the world now. Yeah. That it is near on impossible. And now people can do that whole whatever it is, changing your router VPN stuff. I don't know what it is. You know. Yes, yeah, VPNs. Yeah. Tricking stuff. It, uh, it, I th- again, I think it's something else we raised in Room 101. I think it was my point. I think I raised it in that Room 101 episode where it is just a kind of everyone should get it simulcasted where you watch it the same time yeah. no matter where you are. Yeah, and whatever series, whether it's Picard or even whether it's Discovery. Star Wars can do it, but why can't Star Trek? Massive cock up by oh. Paramount CBS, definitely. And I'll keep complaining until. <laughs> well, they are they are solving it, but a huge cost. But yes. too little, too late. So, are you guys going to be day one subscribing to Paramount Plus? No idea. Uh, no, <laughs> I doubt it. For me, that's the thing. It's uh, I I'm probably going to start downloading it illegally for a little while. Just because it's like how in today's day and age when everything is getting more and more expensive, not everyone can subscribe to every single service. And the thing is, with these, with when you've got the, the what I more than likely would do is not keep up to date on what's going on. And then just subscribe for one month, binge watch the entire series, and then cancel it after that month. Yeah, that's another one, isn't it? But people. Yeah, do. I mean, the only thing I'm subscribed to is Netflix. That's it. That's the only streaming service, like in terms of, you know, that I'm subscribed to and paid for. Mhm. Don't, have, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fork out money for flipping Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, and all these other 
you know, just to watch different Star Trek shows or whatever the heck it is. So it's just ridiculous. And the thing is as well, and I don't know, but are you guys more of the um, old school mindset of like you might even just wait for it to come out on DVD and Blu-ray and buy it there rather than have to keep on subscribing to a service? It's not a bad idea, that one. Hmm. If if you can wait, if you can be patient enough to wait, but then it's it's how long a gap is there between the the, the two. Like if if you get it on DVD, if it's really good, this stuff you can keep it forever. If mm-hmm. it's awful, you can make some money back. But it's yeah. whether you can be bothered to wait when you know. Mhm. No, exactly. And it, it it's it's a, it's a tough one. I think we'll um definitely see like what happens with paramount plus like how successful is that going to be because the only other show that i have like had any sort of rumblings uh coming out about it uh like like coming onto the service is the new halo show so yeah we just have to wait and wait and see what happens but do we all feel a bit better now yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now we've complained yeah. about that and, and moaned about discovering how we would improve it, definitely. <laughs> I, I think I will go back to uh, we would improve it best by giving the money to Ronald D. Moore and Iris Stephen Bear. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, they'd be guys you could trust. Sure. Well, you're, you've got your eyes on DS9 season eight, I think. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh. I, I would trust them with entirely fresh characters. Oh, they, Enter- as well, Enterprise season five. But oh. yeah, honestly, yeah, someone who, as far as I know, has never even written for TV, who I would trust the whole thing to as well. A friend of all of ours. But yeah, you you definitely want after Hannah hearing what they would do, what it would have done for season five Enterprise, or I said in that in what the what you leave behind documentary. The, mm. what they had for season eight oh it just it oh was, that was fantastic it was, no, I was amazing gonna say though for discovery though like larry nemacek if he was just the overseer of everything everything had to go <laughs> through him i would trust just him think how much better discovery would have been yeah i know but, he doesn't like to criticize stuff mm. like when stuff comes on tv he does what i've done in the past where he finds a way of defending everything you know uh, accepting that as the new canon if there's something horrible that you don't like but I think that if he had that power where CBS said like no you're in charge it's up to you you would have got something much better because mm-hmm. that's kind of what Gene Roddenberry did for a while wasn't it where he didn't write everything he just like other people would write stuff and then he'd rewrite it and say oh you can't have that can't have that and mm-hmm. stand on tables and annoy people <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> So uh, yeah, I think I think we've kind of said all. I think it's safe to probably said all we wanted to say about how we would improve Discovery. I think. I'm just going to say one thing. I've enjoyed tonight, but I look forward to when the four of us get together and we praise all Trek, or well, not all Trek, but <laughs> all the tracks <laughs> that we love, or or yeah. something new, like Strange yeah. New Worlds, maybe. Yeah, like Strange New yeah. Worlds, quite possibly. It, yeah. Hopefully, fingers crossed. It's still. It's not very often we criticise. But it's every now and then. I think very early on we did do how we'd improve Voyager. 
that's about the only time I can remember we've done something. Yeah, I, I think that one would actually, you know, uh, I know you, you're saying you've done it before, but like that one's better because it's like I actually feel better about that conversation yeah. because there's loads of bits I do like about it. But there is loads of good points you can make about how to make that one better. But with Discovery, it's just awkward because it all comes back to the same stuff where it's just like the actual people behind the scenes stop being so bloody lazy, you know. Yeah. But, but anyway. yeah, rest assured, next time around we get something a bit more positive, a lot more. Yeah. This yeah, is the well. exception that beats the rule, but I thought, as as Jamie alluded to at the start of the thing, this show had your name written right over it, just yeah, kind of yeah, from yeah. our previous discussions. And I still enjoyed it, yeah. We all get it out, and then we can just close the door on it and never talk about it ever again, and we can hopefully you try and move on a bit. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, you know. I'm just, will. I'm just saying that words, but y- yes, it's um, well, theoretically it, that's what we're trying to aim for. But yeah, it's wink, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. That's never going to happen, but we can dream. <laughs> well, uh, well, I just want to say uh, thank you guys uh, for inviting us back on because it is always a pleasure. And me and Jude, uh, I'm speaking for both of us now, Jude. <laughs> So right. We, we uh, <laughs> uh, always really look forward to uh, catching up with you both and yeah, you know, chatting. It's lovely to have you guys on as well. We always enjoy having you. you guys on and chatting. It's nice to have a catch up. And we just, we, I think we just, we all bounce off really well off each other. Whatever topic we're discussing, we always bounce off really well off each other. So, yeah, I've got my fingers crossed we'll be able to see each other later in the year. Yes, yeah. me too. Yeah. Same here. Same here. Let's keep everything crossed for that. Definitely. Definitely. I think because that's always a highlight of our year. Yes. Yeah. Same, same here. Same. same here. Definitely. It'd be it'd be great to do that. Uh, have a repeat of last year. Uh, well, I'm DST. I'm talking about your one. Oh, our one. Uh, that would it, be great. Uh, that would be great. I'm not sure if it will be this year or early next year, but. Mm-hmm. We're, uh, yeah, whatever it happens, it'd be great to hopefully see you guys. Yeah, because well, that, that was a DST. You just have to listen to the two episodes we did and you guys did, and we'll kind of want our day together at so Star Trek in last year. It was just a barrel mm-hmm. last. I, I think I love your episode where it's like you talking about the Captain Archer figure that always makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> This no, I had like, a great day. Oh, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, Wayne listening to our episode and the kind of annoyedness of Jamie missing out on the Captain Archer figure. <laughs> it's fine, Jamie. He spotted it first. He saw it first. He claimed dibs on it first. So it was completely fair. That's, that's... <laughs> He's not bitter at all. <laughs> no. no. Water under the bridge. Yeah. Oh, we just want to quickly say to you guys, we do actually have planned in the future um, an actual episode of Enterprise of for saving the day ideas. A porpho saving the day ideas. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> it's I would come up with it was a little fun, just a fun, silly episode. Yeah. It, yeah but they've, all, they've all got to be situations where no one realizes Porthos really saved the day. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they all think it was something that they done, <laughs> but really Porthos is sitting there like, oh, these idiots. Yeah, <laughs> I can't wait to see. I can't wait for us to do that because I just can't wait to see what we come up with. Yeah, no, I look forward to hearing it. Yeah. Well, you know, if you guys want, you could even join us for an episode if you really want to. I'll have to come yeah. up with some good stories. <laughs> yeah, anytime. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, yeah, I think it's probably 
But I think it's probably the best place to leave it, I think. So, uh, yeah, we hope you guys have enjoyed listening to us ranting and moaning about this stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's been, that's the thing, though. Because we, 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 we care, that's the thing. Even if we didn't not as fond of Discovery, it's only because we care and we want good tracks. Yes, I agree with that, yeah. Yeah, so. But yeah, um, we'll definitely have you guys back on again soon. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's always a pleasure. Same here. And we'll be back soon with another episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.